what's going on friends welcome back to another episode of the stew on this podcast and i am so excited to uh just be hanging out with you again today as always i hope that your weekend was great this being a monday morning and everything or whenever it is that you're listening to this i guess whatever part of the day or whatever day of the week it is uh hopefully it is uh just a great start to your day or the day's going well and again your weekend was great as well um hey i want to come at you today with this episode um talking about spiritual health. Uh, I got the opportunity. I was invited by my wife's work to come talk and speak to the students. Oh, by the way, she's an athletic director for one of the local Christian schools around here. So they reached out to me and said, hey, would you be willing to come and talk about spiritual health with our uh, students? And I said, man, I absolutely love uh, the opportunity to do that. And so as I was putting it together, really um, what I was realizing was like, man, how important of a topic this is, not only for students to hear, but really for us to hear. Because even as I was walking through it, I just felt like the Lord was really revealing something to me of the importance of it, not only for who the audience was, I was about to teach this too, but really how important it was for me as well. Um, Because I kind of struggled even putting something together at first. And then just one day, um, I just kind of had some clarity and just ran it with the direction that I felt the Lord was taking me. And so I just wanted to be able to take what it was uh, I taught there um, and just bring it to you, you guys as listeners and uh, subscribers to this, to on this podcast, just because I believe that we could all use some refreshing um, when it comes to our spiritual health and maybe even some focus on those areas. Because here's the thing. Um, Many of you know, I work at a church called Lakeland Community Church. We're based out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And one of the things that I absolutely love that we do here at Lakeland is we focus on a thing called RPM. So uh, when I meet with my executive pastor, my senior pastor weekly, one of the things that we always go over are RPMs, which really is just their way of keeping tabs on how I'm doing uh, relationally, how am I doing physically, how I'm doing mentally, and how am I doing spiritually. And um, again, I love that we do that because you can have somebody who's working within your system, um, whether that's in the church world or anywhere else, profit, nonprofit organization, and they on the service level could look like they're doing really well. Uh, but relationally, they might not be connected with anybody um, in the community or family life might be going horribly wrong, even though they're killing it in the work life. And if one of those domino pieces falls, really the whole thing just really kind of falls apart. So I appreciate the fact that uh, my leadership cares so much for us as staff members that they want to know how we're doing in those areas. So it's a good health check. Um But as I was putting this together for the students at my wife's school, what I realized was um, the all three of the R, relational, physical, and mental, they all rise and fall on how we are doing spiritually. Now, I understand that maybe somebody who's listening to this, you don't find yourself as a spiritual person. And when I talk about spiritual, I'm talking about um, being a Christian and following Jesus. Like you claim that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Um, And so you, you might not find yourself in that same playing field as me. But just understand, like where I'm coming from is as a follower of Jesus, how you do in those three areas, again, that's relationships and that's with your physicalness and your mentality, they really do all rise and fall on how you're doing spiritually. And the reason why is because God created everything and he created it to be good and healthy in its design. And there's nobody in this world that cares more about how you're doing health wise than God. So if we're going to take cues on what health looks like, we have to look to the one who created everything to be healthy, first of all. Um, 
and that's to God. So all that being said, um, the piece, the the passage of scripture that I came across that really kind of described to me what spiritual health looks like, and it's going to sound weird, but it came from Genesis chapter three. And this is, uh, this is what it says in Genesis 3, 8 through 10. It says, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he replied, Being Adam, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Now, in that passage right there, I feel like there is a tucked away piece of um, evidence for us that really shows us what spiritual health looks like. So uh, 10 years ago, I was working as a youth ministry intern back in New Mexico. And part of my responsibilities as that intern was anytime somebody new showed up to be a volunteer within that ministry, it was my responsibility to get connected with them, get to know about them and what their interest was in serving in youth ministry. And uh, one February evening, 10 years ago, that uh, responsibility turned more into an opportunity because this girl shows up and I see her off in the distance. And I just started saying to myself, man, I don't know what her interest is in youth ministry, but I know that I'm interested in her. Uh, I didn't know what her likes or dislikes were, but I knew that I was going to like getting to know what they were for the rest of my life. And at that time, I didn't know what her name was, but I knew that her name was going to sound a lot better attached to my last name. And so I walked up to this girl and I said, Hey girl, you don't know this, but I'm kind of a big deal around here. So you stick with me and you'll go places. And now, realistically, that's not what I said to her. Obviously not. Like, I'm just not that kind of person. More of what I said to her was probably something like, hi, my name is Stuart. Are you interested in serving in youth ministry? Uh, but I got to hang out with that girl. Uh, we became friends and that friendship turned into affection, which turned into a relationship, which turned into an engagement. And now Melissa and I have been married for seven years and we have known each other for 10 plus years at this point. Um, and I share that story with you because I wanted to share this one. I got a buddy uh, that he was dating this girl uh, back when we were freshmen in high school and he, they dated all throughout high school. And, you know, I'd be willing to bet we didn't go to the same high school as each other, but I'd be willing to bet that they would probably win class couple year after year. And if in a yearbook, there was a category for most likely to get married, I'd be willing to bet that these two would have won it. Um, and on the surface level, what I loved about their relationship is it, it looked great. They respected each other. They loved each other. Their families loved each other, like respectively, like his family loved her, her family loved him. Um, it just looked really good. Like it looked like a fairy tale relationship, but realistically what was going on was it looked more like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where it had more twists and turns to that relationship than anybody knew what to do with. So, you know, what looked really good on the surface, you know, you can imagine my surprise when he and I are hanging out one night and he just tells me, Hey man, I, I don't know. Like I'm stuck in this position of either I'm going to ask this girl to marry me or, or we're going to have to break up. Now, if I could give you some a date, some dating advice at this point, if you're in a dating relationship, if you've been with somebody for five plus years and you find yourself in a spot where like you don't know if you should drop to a knee and propose or accept an engagement, I promise you, that is not the time to drop to a knee and propose or ladies accept an engagement proposal. And that was really the advice I gave him. So ultimately, that conversation turned into me just asking a series of questions, basic questions like, now, 
what do you what do you like about her? What's her favorite color? What's her favorite candy? What's her favorite food? Like if you were going to buy her a shirt as a gift, do you know her shirt size? Do you know her shoe size? And again, all basic questions that uh, you should have been able to answer being in a five plus year long relationship. And the problem was that he wasn't able to answer it at the time. He just didn't know the answer. And the problem was that he was in this relationship, but as time went on, he wasn't really in a relationship and he wasn't growing to know this girl anymore. And I say this because I want you to know proximity doesn't equal health. Like just because you spend every day with that person that you're interested in, um, like if you're in a dating relationship, that doesn't mean that it's a healthy relationship, nor does spending, um, you know, time with what you would say is a close friend for 20 plus years means that it's a healthy friendship, but it's the hard work that you put into that relationship and that friendship will determine the health of, uh, those relationships and friendships. Um, so proximity doesn't equal health. And that's really true in what we see in Genesis 3, 8 through 10. Again, if we were to take a look at what was being said there, uh, it said, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. And again, in there, I believe what we see is an example of what spiritual health looks like and the way that God designed for it to look like. So uh, hear me out. Here's the, really like my main point for this episode, that being spiritually healthy means that we are working hard to be connected to God in a disconnected world. We're working hard to be connected to God in a disconnected world. So I think that um, we can make the mistake of looking at the Bible as if it's just some kind of text that gives us some good advice or there's some feel-good stories in there like David versus Goliath or uh, Moses leading the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt or Daniel in the lion's den. But really when we take a step back and we look at the Bible, what the Bible is really all about, it's about uh, God who is in a hot pursuit to reconcile this relationship with us back to him. Um, and he does that by the redeeming work of Jesus on the cross and all for the goal of returning things back to the way that it was originally supposed to be, which again, as I said earlier, was good and healthy and us in a good relationship with him. And so what we see in that passage in Genesis is something really amazing because we hear, um, well, Adam and Eve, they say that they hear God's footsteps. So my daughter, Micah, probably the game that she asked to play the most is hide and seek. And I absolutely love hide and seek. But no matter how many times that her and I play it, she doesn't quite understand or get the concept of how you're supposed to play this game. So I'll give you an example of what a typical hide and seek game between Micah and I looks like. So Micah comes to me and she says, Dad, you count and I hide. And I say, okay. So I begin to count from one to 10. And it's at this point that my daughter, Micah, goes running off and she hides in plain sight. I kid you not. She hides in plain sight, whether that's like in plain sight right behind the couch or she goes and she runs and she hides in the kitchen. She's usually someplace where I can see her. So as I finish counting, I begin to ask a simple question. I ask, where's Micah? And so I start working through a list of rooms and places that my daughter loves to normally hang out. So I'll say like, is Micah in her bedroom? And she says, no. Hear me out. She says no. So she's responding to me as I'm asking these questions. Again, not the greatest game of hide and seek. 
But as I'm working down this list, she continues to answer no, and she giggles. And finally, I get to the point where I ask, is she in the room that I know that she's in? And when I say, is she in, let's say, the kitchen, she then jumps out from where she's at. and She says, you found me. And I say, I found you. Again, for a toddler, that's a great way of playing hide and seek. Now, when I was younger, I used to play with my friends and we took it up a level because we used to play hide and seek in the dark. And there's always something really fun about being the one who's hiding, right? Because you're really asking yourself as you get settled into your position, like, am I the greatest hide and seek player of all time? Like, will it, will I get found quickly or will I get found late in the game? Will I be the last to be found? Um, so there's some, like, there's some exhilarating excitement to playing hide and seek. And it always becomes fun when you're the one hiding and all of a sudden, you know that the person who is seeking is getting close to you because either you hear them opening and closing doors, looking for people, um, or you hear like the other suckers that you're playing with get found before you do. Or you can hear their footsteps getting closer to you and you're just sitting there like, dude, are they about to find me? Or like, again, did I have a really good hiding spot? Now, I share that with you because I think that there's something that we see um, from a game of like hide and seek and what's happening in the garden. And it's not so much the fact that Adam and Eve are hiding, but we see what a level of spiritual health according to God's design looks like in that because it says that Adam and Eve, like they heard God's footsteps. That's how they knew that God was around us because they could hear God's footsteps, which means God was physically present in their life and wanting to do life with them and conversing with them. They were able to hear physically God's footsteps in their area where they were. And I think that's what spiritual health is supposed to look like is that we can hear God's footsteps in our life, that we are so attached and in tune to who God is in our lives that we feel his presence and we hear him so active in our lives. And here's the thing. In the same way that sin disconnected Adam and Eve from God, sin also today still disconnects us from being able to hear God's footsteps in our lives. So it's the thing like pride and lust, uh, time, selfishness, all those kinds of things we allow to be a lot louder in our lives that we can no longer hear God's footsteps in our lives. And again, the reason why this is so important that we work hard for spiritual health is because, again, I believe that the other areas, how we do relationally, how we do physically, how we do mentally, they all rise and fall to the level of our spiritual health because God is the one who designed us to be healthy and for these things to be good. So being spiritually healthy means that we work hard to be connected to God in a world that is trying so hard to disconnect us from him. So where do we go to for advice and how to get spiritually healthy? Well, we turn to God's word. Ma uh, Matthew 6.33, Jesus says that we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. Above all else, seek first the kingdom of God. So don't get bogged down with the stress and the anxiety and all that kind of stuff in this world, but to seek first the kingdom of God in everything that we do. Colossians 3.2, in the same way, it says, think of the things of heaven and not the things of earth. You see, a lot of the stuff that does take up a lot of our mental time um, are things that are here today and gone tomorrow. And this is why Paul is stressing to the church of Colossae to think of the things of heaven, think of the things that are going to last for eternity. And in that way, how does things change in what is taking up your mental time and how do things change in how you do relationships with other people? Because if there really is a heaven, if there really is a hell, like eternity is at stake and at balance here, like how does that change how you spend your time and how you develop the relationships with the people around you? It also says in James 4a, we take a, the advice from James where he says, 
And it's really a promise that if we come close to God, God promises to come close to us. And so if we are desperately seeking and we're in that hot pursuit to come close to God, God will in turn, because his desire is for us and to do life with us, for us to hear his footsteps and to be in communion with us, God will come close to us. So being spiritually healthy, again, means that we work hard to be connected to God in a disconnected world. And really where I see a picture of this is if I were to go back to the dating relationship between Melissa and myself, there was a time before her and I got married and we were living with each other. There was a time where I couldn't, like I would uh, wake up early in the morning and I was waiting in anticipation to get a good morning text from her. There were times like when she was at work and I was at work, like I was looking forward to lunch breaks because I, I was waiting to be able to send her a text. And I was always hoping that her and I would like have the same lunch break, like at the same time. So her and I could talk to each other. Uh, there are countless and priceless, precious sleeping hours that I missed out on because I would be up late on the phone texting her or talking to her on the phone because I just wanted to be with her and I wanted to know her more. And that's really the same kind of mentality that we're supposed to take into our relationship with God in order to have very like to have really good spiritual health is that like two love struck teenagers I can't wait to be holding hands and playing tonsil hockey with each other like we should be in that desperate desire to be so close to God that despite what the rest of the world is throwing at us in order to disconnect us from him we are working hard to be connected so we can hear the footsteps of God in our life so again I said proximity doesn't equal health Proximity doesn't equal health. So in the same way that you're, uh, and what I mean by that, I'll say it this way, uh, you're either intentionally working hard to be like a good student, right? Or you're unintentionally working hard to be a bad student. That was me. I, it took a lot of work for me to not be a great student in middle school and high school. It wasn't great at all. C average student at best. That changed completely when I got into college and I started pursuing ministry, but that was because it was a calling and I wasn't forced to go to school. Um, but I had to work hard to get good grades in college in the same way I had to work hard to not care about school when I was in middle school and high school. In the same way, you're either uh, intentionally working hard to be a good friend or you're unintentionally working hard to not be a good friend. Like it goes both ways. You're either working hard to be a good friend or you're unintentionally possibly working hard to not be a good friend. You're either intentionally working hard to be close to God, which that means that you're you're setting up time to spend time with God, right? You're setting aside time to spend time with God. So that's diving into his word, that's being in prayer, that's putting yourself in community with other believers who are going to hold you accountable. That way you continue to get connected to God in a disconnected world. And if you're not doing that, then you may be unintentionally growing more into the person that Satan wants you to be, which is a person who is disconnected to God, who is broken, who is unhealthy. So my encouragement to you this week is to work hard, to be not only in proximity to God, but work hard to know God and the way that he wants you to know him, to experience God in the way that he wants you to experience him. And if you're doing these things, you're setting aside that time, you're in prayer, you're trying to be so close to God, I can guarantee that you will hear God's footsteps in your life because he wants to be known by you. And as you draw close to him, he will also draw close to you. So I hope this is beneficial to you. As always, please leave a rating and review. Subscribe to uh, these episodes to this podcast so you never miss out on an episode. I also want to let you know, um, 
I also feel God who, uh, really kind of telling me to shift focus with this podcast. Um, so you're probably going to be seeing some changes coming to the stew on this podcast in the coming weeks. Um, I mentioned earlier on in January that there are really five areas in life that I'd love to put a lot of time and focus and energy to. They're the things that are the most important to me. And I feel like God is just really calling me to narrow the focus of the stew on this podcast that if if I feel like these areas are important, then they're probably going to be important to somebody else as well. Uh, and because these are the things that I spend the majority of my time on, these are the things that I can have a better shot of speaking into. So what you're going to be seeing and hearing in the coming weeks is me putting a focus on really what does it look like to have healthy relationships, uh, to work on um really just development of self, like that idea of constantly learning new things and trying to grow and develop who you are as a person. Um, physical fitness, which is super important to me, uh, uh, which I know many of you know. Um, family uh, and, uh, oh man, I always love doing this. There's another one in there. But either way, you kind of get the idea. It's all coming. So you're going to start seeing uh, spiritual spiritualness could you imagine here i am talking about spiritual growth and that was the last one that i forget about duh come on Stuart. um but those are going to be the five areas i'm going to be focusing on in the next few weeks for the stew on this podcast as i completely transition to those being the only things that i talk about on this podcast and what you're basically going to see in the rhythm for this is i'll just take one a week and i will rotate through um, so some episodes might be a lot longer than what you typically hear. And some episodes might be a lot shorter. But as I feel the Lord lead to talk about those things that are the most important to me and to regurgitate and then pass it on to you, um, just know that there are some changes coming to it. Um, and know that I believe that they are super beneficial to the overall health and experience of one's life. So uh, that's coming. You'll see it. You'll hear it. If it benefits you at all, please let me know. Uh, if there's anything that you want to hear me address in those areas of family and fitness and faith and personal development um, and uh, uh, oh man, I did it again. I'm going to hone in on this, I promise. But if there's anything in those areas that you want to, relationships, there it is. If there's anything in those areas that you want me to address, you want to talk about, or maybe you want to come on to this episode or to this podcast and talk about those things, love to have a conversation with you, especially as I even reach out to new people to have interviews and conversations with. But all that's coming. That's enough of me kind of advertising and broadcasting what's coming. It is coming and I can't wait for it. So that being said, have a great week. I love you. Thank you for listening. Be blessed and I'll catch you next time on the Stew on This Podcast. Peace.